0: Hey, hey, this is the little Quran coming at you today. Uh, You know, I've been, uh, you know, kind of off for a couple of days because of the fact that I had some uh, technical difficulties. I still, you know, I'm still kind of sluggish coming out of it. You know, um, I had a fierce battle with, uh, you know, Art Rooney and the factions in here, this Caucasian and white, this hateful that uh, Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre had really fell in with because now they're just, you know, being, you know... um, you know, uh, they don't—they don't really have the black support in the black community anymore. So they're really actually working with the uh, white factions. That's hateful, and I had to really try to, you know, um, get back in control of some things because uh, what had happened was um, my Twitter that, that you know I had for years—they had hacked it and uh, got into my Twitter and uh, blocked me out. They had did it before those whites. They had did it before and hacked my Twitter, but I you know hacked my way back in. But uh, they had a really difficult way of, uh, you know, getting into the, you know, giving me, you know, for me to get into, they had a difficult way for me to get into the Twitter this time around. So, uh, you know, what what it was was, you know, before, you know, it was a little bit different, you know, you just, you know, put in your uh, email and you just, you know, get things reset again. But they made it to where when I changed my number on my cell phone, they made it the only way for me to enter is for me to get put in my cell phone number to the old number that I had. So it really made it really kind of difficult. It really wasn't, um, you know, something that, I, you know, I really didn't want to you know keep on going through with because the simple fact is I don't have the old number no more. It's dead. So um, the new number, you know, that I you know have, you know, I, I couldn't use it. So now I got the new number. And before uh, I, I I do anything you know with anything you know uh, you know canceling you know or even taking anything out, I'll just make sure if I change my number again, I'll make sure I have everything set up but anyway um, it was a challenge and then you know I was having difficulties with my car because uh, you know um, you know hateful people do hateful things and you know they global you and do all kinds of things you know. Uh, You know, Jay-Z did it back in the day when he used to grove with me over my house and he knocked out my drivers on my recording equipment. And, uh, you know, when he was in... this, That was in the the Obama era. That was like 42 years ago. He would go in the ready room and he would, uh, you know, um, get on the um, global and knock out my drivers. He knocked out my drivers on my DAT machine and he knocked out my drivers on my... um, uh, mini disc player you know it was a it was a a multi multi multi-track recorder and uh you know um these are the type of tactics that they do see the thing about it is it was with dr dre and all of those guys and snoop dogg they cannot do the things i can do i'm I'm self can i'm self you know maintained and self-contained you know as far as i can do everything myself they have to hire people out to you know come in and do things and the things that i don't like is is How come you tell me that I have to do everything by myself and I can't have anybody to help me, but you got everybody in the world helping you and cheating? Even people from my own city, you know, like Art Rooney and, you know, uh, the factions that prefer. See, what Art Rooney prefers and Pompiani and Perduto and all of those guys prefer to do is that they know by me and, and Ed Gaines and the NAACP because they know... If the money that I'm owed by them and I was supposed to get from the very beginning was, uh, you know, um, kept here in, the, you know, Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh, then it would be in the black community because I'm in the black community. And that therefore that the black community would be a lot stronger because I'm in there, you know, and I'm helping black people. So what they did was extort the money and they would rather extort the money out of the city taken from the Commonwealth. And taken from um, you know uh, you know Pennsylvania, even you know um, our sister city uh, philly philly um, you know it, you know from them benefiting because you know they're part of Pennsylvania, so therefore I would be. You know inclined to maybe you know you know shoot down there a little bit and you know see how my you know Philly people are doing down there, see who 's hurting, see who 's struggling, see who needs some help in the community, you know what I mean, but they don 't want that type of thing you know for the brothers and you know the minorities to get solid you know solidarity between each other, they want us to be always hating on each other, and that 's what I try to tell you know some of the not my females so much so much they go along with the status quo because the simple fact is if you're outnumbered what the fuck you gonna do because you know i I, you know i see that myself um you know because um they'll just ream your ass with extortion if you don't go along so now that the situation is out of their hands it's game over for all of that shit now because what i did was that i changed my twitter and they can that old twitter is dead so you can you can pretty much have that twitter and just pretty much you know um uh, look at that as something that you know you play with and you got played for you know you got played you played playing with it so um, that's pretty much you know how that one you know pretty much went on the situation with that. but uh, you know they 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 just play themselves all the time because the simple fact is they play the same hate game. when you play the same hate game. You know, you uh, you get you, you get hated by the people that you have played, and um, you don't get a chance to play no more because the simple fact is, all you're gonna do is cheat in the situation, and you know do whatever you can to uh, get that situation, um, you know, in your favor. And I, I I just can't see that Art Rooney and them are, are letting my money get extorted just to keep it and keeping you know and let dr dre and snoop dog take it out on the west coast and the new yorkers take it to new york uh jay-z and all that take it to new york and they would rather for the money to be there it's, but it's, it's not going to the black communities there it's going to other whites see the whites is controlling the money but they having those guys you know um you know black extort in it but they making them they making them um you know, portray themselves as white people. You know what I'm saying? So they can get the money. And, they, you know, they're comfortable with you in they trying to emulate them. They don't want you emulating yourself or being yourself. They want you in there emulating them. So we, you know, as far as a black community here in Pittsburgh, we don't have a strong culture with people like, you know, the NAACP because quasi 42 years ago, he proved that the NAACP was uh, penetrated by white people. And that meant that they were either extorted, or bought out. Either way, it's pretty much the same thing. Because when he went into the inner circle, he's seeing that, um, you know, he said, well, what is this? Because we have white people in the inner circle. This was, you know, uh, out there. And he says, uh, they told him this is how they do things now. And he said, well, how do you mean how this is how you you do things? Because if we're going to be in here talking strategies about fighting, you know, uh, all types of repression and, you know um you know uh bigotry and um, hate and anything like that as far as the NWCP how can we have white people in the middle of it being our attorneys listening to everything our, we say as far as our strategy so they so they stuck to their guns about it you know the um, higher ups you know uh you know and um, they uh, said that this, this is the way we're doing things so right then quasi had a clause in his contractor said that he can opt out and get a portion of his money and that's what he did and he said you know I'm done with this because I know that you know you either sold out or was bought out either way it's the same thing so um, you know in this infrastructure that they have you know um, you know doing the things that they do um, with that type of hate and in this situation you know, blacks can't really get a foothold on anything. And here, you know, um, the NAACP is pretty much the same thing, same way, you know, this for the white infrastructure, because at the beginning, when, um, you know, this all happened for, you know, against me, when they came to the communities and, t- and took over the money and extortion, you know, the blacks asked them, you know, well, what about Michael Dean? And they said, well, they got to choose a big, between the few and the many. And my mother and me was the, the few and they were the many. But the thing about it is is Who are you? This is my money You don't even supposed to have Your fucking filthy mitts on it You know what I'm saying? And you took my mother's bucket list, and then you allowed these white crackers in here, this hater that hate that's haters, to murder my mother with the UPMC, Art Rooney, and all the other factions. You're just as guilty as they are if you're not directly involved, you're indirectly involved. So that's conspiracies to commit murder because you all conspired together and you premeditatedly talked about doing it. So, you know, you're pretty much in deep, you're in deep with them. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I, you know, try to tell a lot of people, like even the magistrate hoots, you know, you're close, uh, you know, crony of, uh, you know, Art Rooney. So, you know, I know some of that spewing off on you, you know, um, but, you know, they thought that they had me hacked out of the, uh, the, uh. Twitter and I really didn't care about the Twitter that I had because I had a lot of uh, you know Twitter is one of the places that don't censor but now that I'm coming on and I'm putting my material on they got the nerve to try to censor me isn't that something and I didn't witness all types of porn fucking I mean seeing everything with the Manzini that Manzini shit and all types of other porn they got all types of porn on Twitter I don't look my fault my thing is I'm not faulting them for that A lot of people likes, you know, daughter entertainment. I like it too, you know. I mean, if I'm, you know, watching it, you know, um, you know, with, you know, you know, my girl or something like that, and we watching it. I like black entertainment because I don't like to watch a bunch of pale people fucking, because me and hers not black, and the white, we're not white. You know what I'm saying? So I can see any other minority maybe, but that's close to my color. But watching white porn back in the day when I used to, you know. When they didn't have a lot of black porn because you know the adult industry didn't allow the blacks in it, and they was controlling it, you know, because you know the mob controlled that, and it was like um, you know 50 percent they took on your your porn, and they still extorted you if you did it. If you made a lot of money, they would take 50 percent of your porn, they say, but they still extorted you more than 50 percent. But back in the day, you see nothing but white pale bodies and stuff like that, and I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with it. You know, the whites got to understand something. They got to, you know, they speak freely about everything that they say. And I'm a speak freely type of person. You're just going to have to deal with me because I'm not going to sit up here hold my tongue about anything that I feel about when it comes to me, my mother, or any, any anybody in the black community that I'm involved with or anything like that. That's, you know, because I can't sit up there and just be, you know, your, your yes man and say yes, no, and all that master shit. All I'm saying to you is... That you got to be able to let people speak freely About how they feel about things And you know there's nothing against white porn But what do I have in common with it I don't have anything in common with it Besides it's fucking You know what I'm saying So I would rather watch somebody That I can say this That looks something You know it's complected Look like me Complected wise And you know I can more or less relate you know what I'm saying? But I can't relate to two white people, white pale people fucking and going crazy, and then I'm going to be all excited about that. You know what I'm saying? That You know, the whites might be excited about that, and that's fine. You know what I'm saying? But the blacks and the minorities, you know, uh, we got to see something more or less, you know, that's uh, a darn entertainment for ourselves. And um, right now, my money, you know, be honest with me, I can't even get, you know, an arousal without my money. I mean, I can but I'm not interested. Let me put it like that. I can get an arousal, but I'm not interested interested in an arousal because a lot of females that, you know, were sent to me, you know, that was deliberately sent to me, you know, to, you know, do things. Look, I got females. It's just that you won't let me get to them. And you won't let them get to me. So I don't want none of your hand-picked people. I pick and choose my meals. You know, whatever I'm going to eat, I pick and choose whatever my meal is. Just like I go to the supermarket and pick and choose what I'm going to eat as far as food or to go to the restaurant. I pick and choose my meals as far as, you know, females. And I got a lot of females that I've been involved with in here. But you, they've done a lot of things to keep these women from me because they didn't want these women to support me on anything. But at the same time, you're in here using... My people against me, and you got all of this support and help for me. For you, how can how come I can't have no support and help? That's not fair. So that means you're cheating, and then you're working behind the scenes with the Aryans. See, that's what I don't like. That's the reason why I can't wait until Robert Byers get out of jail from his situation, because uh, that way I can broker a deal with him to more or less, you know, um, you know, take control of his people. And that's something that I think he probably would really enjoy doing because he got a lot of beef from his own people that he got to straighten out and kick a couple bones out of a couple of his own people's asses, just like I do. You know what I'm saying? But the point I'm saying is I can I can see myself dealing with Robert Byers because uh, he's a straightforward guy. You know he's racist, but he lets you know he's racist. You know what I'm saying? And you know that's the type of person I want to talk to. Me, I don't want people to be sitting up here acting like they cool with me and they really ain't cool. You know what I'm saying? and they're you know caucasian or whatever because if i didn't like a person i would i would tell them from the door look i don't like you because you're white it's stupid but that's just how i am you know what i'm saying but i socialize and deal with everybody you know as speaking of that you know I, I, there was a guy I, I believe i got his name right zander um the guy you know he worked for the auto zone in forest hills and he's a white guy, and I had a problem, you know, you know, with the battery that I had. He, you know, said it was good a couple of times, you know, I, you know, I went, you know, and got a few things checked out, and they, you know, AAA and all that, and they said, well, the battery, this, the battery that I had, you know, AAA said that, you know, it, you know, it was, it says replace, and the second time it came, the AAA said it didn't say replace. It was, you know, something that they was global me on and, you know, fucking with me with. But the point I'm saying is um, uh, when that happened, you know, I had to go up there and to, uh, you know, after I called AAA and they check, I always go to them. And have them do a backup. And, you know, you know, it's like getting a second opinion. And these are the people that I got the battery from because AAA, they wanted me to get a battery from them. And I'm saying, well, the battery that I got in there is still under warranty. I mean, I, me buying a battery right now, with and I didn't have the money at the time, you know, because they make it so tight. They got all my money in their pockets. So um, I said, well, let me take it back to the place, you know, to where I got it from. And then, I, you know, I see what they got to say as far as the battery. But they said it was good the first few times I came in there you know but you know how batteries is so you know when I ran across that problem you put the battery in the new he, he said well I'll swap it out and give you a new one but it still was acting like that you know so I knew that I had been global you know what I'm saying there shouldn't be no way that you know I shouldn't get a turn on the key you know and he they checked the alternator they checked the uh, the uh, starter and that's one thing about the alternator and the starter Either even though um if so, you know if it was like something of a bushing or something was worn down it was still was spin you know what I'm saying I mean not just get stuck and then you know you know it wouldn't do that so it had to have been something where you zap something in mind that really fucked it up but anyway the point is is that the guy um, I mean I, you know I, I, I needed help but I mean this is something that I could have done myself but it would have took me a little bit longer to do it but um, the guy, you know, he stuck with me. He had his coworker there, and he, um, I said, I needed the battery in there. So when we got the battery in, he said, you know, I'm gonna tell you, I looked at your posts and your terminals on there. He said, man, they look pretty bad. He said they're old, and you know, he said, man, you're gonna have to probably, you know, get you know some new ones. So he, so he sold me some, and I said, well, I'll take them with me, and if I run across the problem, then I'll try to do it myself. But when I went back out there to do it, it wouldn't even start, you know? And uh, so with the old terminals on, it wouldn't even do nothing. So I came back in and I told him, I said, man, I think I'm in trouble. I said, because, uh, you know, I think I had a problem. He said, because it won't even start. He said, it won't even start. He kind of knew. And uh, he said, well, you know, I think I might have to throw the them, them new ones on that you gave me, you know, that you sold me and um you know maybe i can try to you know uh you know start it from there so we had a problem with the ones that he sold me so he had to go back and he had to sell me some ones with a little couple more bucks more after we went through the process of trying to put them old ones on and he said um these ones are a little bit more heavy duty these are for uh you know these are more exactly what you need because they would give a, a strong grip on the battery and um you won't uh you know have that problem so when i put it in well, well, well when we put it in i mean because he really actually was doing a lot we worked as a team on it because he had to <clears throat> he had to uh going back to his coworker because he told me he said that you know i won't be able to just stay out here and he said because my i got my co i said man i understand perfectly i said but i'll try to get you further ahead you know and in that way when you come back out you know um you know, we'll have some things, you know, pretty much ready for you. So I did, you know, I mean, I, I got him to where, you know, when he came back out, all he had to do was just, you know, game set and match on it. So it took some, some little tedious work, but he got it together. And then we were losing our daylight. And, um, I, you know, it, it was one of those things to where I looked at the guy and I said, this is a dude that I can go down a dark alley with and we can chop through some shit. Because he didn't abandon me not one time. So I was like, you know, play that funky music, white boy, because I got you, man. You know, and if I, you know, as long as you're around, man, I'm gonna always, you know, give you some daps on something, man. You know what I mean? You know, you know, let you get through. You know what I'm saying? Because um, you know, they owe me a lot of money, man. And you know, I you know, I said to myself back in the day, what I was going to do was, you know, do something for the white community. I mean, black community, you know, and and then you know, do something for the white community because they all, you know, they all had their hands on my money, but you know, the the way they did it, they never gave me a chance to even show what I would do. You know, because the whites came to the blacks and the blacks came to the whites that were extorting, and they just went, put their heads together and said, "Well, just we'll just extorting." but they took a good deal that I had and they made it bad. And I told them, I said, you know, when you when you make that deal bad, when you make that deal bad, I said, uh, what's going to happen is um, that, you know, down the line, you know, I'm going to make something good out of what I'm doing. And uh, when I do, you're going to um, have the problem of being, you know, in this situation, uh, with that bad and trying to get you some good. So. That was the problem right there as far as that. And um, they that's exactly what they did. So now they see me with this new good stuff that I'm doing because I had changed a million times. I had changed a million times since then. And. Um, you know, I just, you know, try to, you know, uh, do things in a way to where they could, uh, you know, you. Um, see that I had something totally different than what they do and that right there was uh, something that they didn't understand and they didn't want to really uh, comprehend so what I did was I just kept it to uh, a degree to where as you know I'm doing something different so here we are we're with this situation we're with this situation now that uh, is a uh, going up against them with this situation being a situation to whereas they see that i'm doing this and i'm doing a positive spin on it see what i'm saying and they don't like that because they took my old program that was 42 years ago and made a negative spin on it and they want me to still be doing that because in that one they got themselves doing me as a bad person now this is what i can't understand about how stupid sometimes you know white people are and blacks too because they're in there with them how can you say that you're in there and you're me but you're in there trashing me out but you're in there as me you're saying you're me in there but you're in there trashing me out but you're saying you're me now how's that going to work out for you I mean, it's kind of stupid, isn't it? Because you're really trashing yourself out. If you're saying that I'm in there, and you're me, how can you say that? You understand? It's it's, it's it just doesn't make any, it doesn't make any sense. So what they did was they got caught up into that. They got caught up into that, and that's the that's the that's the nature of the things that they do to more or less. Um, get themselves through this situation you know their way this you know the stupid way i don't understand it because the simple fact is how can you keep saying you're me but you're trashing me out in there it doesn't make any sense you know i mean it's stupidity thinking you know what i'm saying and um that's the reason why you know i look at them like you know somebody's not thinking clearly they don't have a thinking cap on at all and um they just wanna keep on trying to make me look bad. But at the same time, it's them, because you saying you're in there and you saying you're me, okay. You hold the bag for everything, right? The crime, everything. So the point I'm trying to make is that, uh, you know, people are not thinking rationally when they're doing criminal activity, you know? So, um, you know, even to the point to the, you know, the the White House is, you know, all in, you know, I have copyrights and I've told the story. With uh, the Copyrights Office and the Straight Outta P-Town slogan with Dr. Dre. I copyrighted that in 1996, and um, Dr. Dre came out with Straight Outta Compton in the late to mid or to the end, to, to the mid to the end of the 2000s, coming up into, you know, what, what, it was 2016, 17? It was within a f- few years ago. So, but the point is, he stole my slogan and everybody had t-shirts and everything and they were making profits off of my money and the government ran the national debt with my money with China, they paid off of all that. All those girls that was getting all of those uh, wicks for their kids and, uh, uh, you know, um, getting all of the housing, you know, rebates and all of the gas rebates and different things like that and, uh, you know, Doing all those things that, you know, cap and everything like that. I was paying for that. The government wasn't paying for shit. Where was they getting the money from? Me. Because my music ran the national debt. And then they were caught packaging, repackaging my music and reselling it. Even down to the copyrights office, the United States Copyrights Office, you know, doing their extortion with my music. And nobody's it's gotten right with me. And I'm a, I'm American... I'm a Pittsburgher, I'm a Pennsylvanian, and I'm an American citizen, and you treat me like this? And you mean to tell me some ball headed motherfucker like, some ball headed pot belly motherfucker like Dr. Dre can sit up there and tell you a bunch of gobbledygook lies and get you into all kinds of trouble, and you would let him take my music, and you would let him run it, and you would let him, you know, get you all caught up into all types of extortion, uh, organized crime, And to this point, you know, you amped yourself up fucking around with Dr. Dre, with treason and um, espionage. So these things are the things that, you know, you should be more or less inclined to really, you know, really realize that, you know, are you know, um, really not helping you out in this situation. Because the simple fact is that you are in there and you're doing an injustice to one of your citizens that's from the United States. And he loves his country, but your country, his country and his government didn't love him and his mother because his mother was murdered by this game you played. You know, Art Rooney's a very vicious man, and, you know, I said a lot of things to make him angry because the simple fact is he was saying things to make me angry and doing things. But, see, people can dish it out, like Dr. Dre, J- uh, uh, Jay-Z... Uh, um Snoop Dogg and all of them, you know, Diddy and all of them, they can dish it out and Art Rooney can dish it out, but they can't take it when you say something back on a reply. They be, oh man, I'm a kill the nigga. I'm gonna kill that motherfucker. But the point is, is you're talking all of this shit about what you're gonna do. So you mean to tell me you can't take it, but you can dish it out. That's the thing about rappers that I don't like. You talk a lot of shit to people. But when people talk shit back, you want to get mad because that's the perfect example. I'm going to give you the perfect example. The perfect example is the two biggest rap stars that was ever in the industry. I mean, there was a lot of big ones. The two biggest rap stars that I'm talking about is uh, Biggie Smalls, which that has somebody, that's Joe Smalls' people. We'll get back to him later on in another show, but I told you about him. He's the one who, you know, murdered my mother. But um, Biggie Smalls and um, Tupac. You know, when they had their little rivalry on their little rap rivalry, the point that I'm trying to make is with that is, you know, somebody couldn't take somebody saying something, you know, back. So they kept the rap, you know, uh, you know, rival going. And what happened was, to be honest with you, the two um, record label, you know, owners, which was, you know, Bad Boy was owned by you know, uh Puffy uh Sean Combs and um the uh Jeff Row was owned by um Shug Knight. And uh, you know, they put their heads together to, you know, really get these guys in the rivalry and really sell records. It was a bad idea because what happens is when you get people to beefing and hating, it gets out of tro- control for the rap industry. That's the reason why you know, people don't really like the rap industry no more because of the, they, the, the violence that they bring to the table because they're just, you know, really actually selling records and they're doing a lot of things to sell records, but they'll do anything to sell records. You know, it gets to a point to where you got to stop and say, wait a minute now. I mean, we get letting it get we getting this shit out of hand. It's OK for you to say that you you'll do this to this person, but actually doing it, you know, we're not going to really, you know, get into that type of thing. So somebody has to harness some type of control and govern over that, and they didn't have no governorship over that. That's the reason why, you know, I say that back in the day for the, you know, the hip-hop days, and in all fairness, I used to go to New York all the time and spend some time with my cousins, you know, uh, Nathaniel, Durrell, and Ronnie. Um, I used to spend some time with them because, you, know, um, you know, my father, you know, my stepfather, he would take me up to his brother's house, and his brother, you know, his brother Jimmy, and, um, you know, my stepfather's name was Charles. They would, they, you know, he would take uh, me and my mother up there and we would spend time in New York all the time. We we went up there so much we just, you know, wanted to go somewhere else after a while. But when we were up there, we enjoyed ourselves, you know, at the fact that, um, you know, um, it was something different. And when I, you know, was up there, you know, walking the streets of Brooklyn so with my cousins. And they was, you know, showing me the ropes of, you know, about Brooklyn, you know, I'm saying like, you know, you don't go down there because, you know, the homicides is down there. That's a gang. You know, the gangs down there, they don't go over there because, you know, the Latin Kings is over there, you know, and this and that, you know, and all of that. So, you know, you know, I learned, you know, and then what they did was, you know, they would take me out, you know, far away from the building because they was living in the New Jack City building was three of them where they lived in the middle one. But, uh, you know, and then they would run. And then they would say, I bet you don't know your way back. You don't know your New York. I bet you don't know your way back to the house. All I got to do is look at that big tall, you back, you, you New Jag City building right there in the middle and just follow that. But, you know, it was one of them things where, you know, you know, it was little kids. We was kids, man. They, you know, they was calling themselves, you know, having fun. But it was funny because when they went to Pittsburgh, when they came to Pittsburgh, they never would come outside. I was like, man, come on, come outside. And they would never come outside. They would never come outside and do anything. I said, no, no, we're up in New York. I walk the streets of Brooklyn with you, man. I stopped the streets of Brooklyn with you and walked the streets. You mean to tell me you won't come outside in Pittsburgh? You know? But, you know, that's the way, you know, they, they, I guess they thought I was going to do them like that, you know, but I was just talking about going outside and playing with some of the friends and letting them meet some of my friends that I, you know, grew up with, but, you know, their mother was, you know, like my mom, you know, but my mom, you know, she just let me go free because she knew I wouldn't really get into a lot. And, um, you know, I think her, you know, Aunt Georgia was kind of, you know, um, careful about them and stuff like that, you know, because they didn't, she didn't probably know how it was and stuff like that, but you know, um, Pittsburgh wasn't as, as, as difficult as maybe New York. I mean, I walked the streets of Brooklyn. You know, that's where Jay-Z was from, and that was way probably before his time. And, uh, you know, coming up and, you know, I mean, he probably was around, but, you know, um, his time as far as being a star, that's what I mean. Um, but the point that I'm trying to make is that, you know, doing so in these type of situations, you know, you know, you, you, uh, you, uh, you, you, you you learn and you 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 go through different trials and tribulations as far as different things with people and you know that you know being in those type of situations you know you know how they live you know i learned how my cousins lived up there and um they pretty much knew the city they probably they knew everything about new york and brooklyn and all that but you know i you know i still think about them sometimes and you know i got some cousins up there that's you know that came you know it was in new york in newark and in uh, uh, in Jersey City, New Jersey, you know, the Belvets, you know, um, these my cousins, they were, you know, Filipino. It was a bunch of girls. Um, but the point was is, you know, I've I've been around, you know, with, you know, Charles Gray, being a military man, he didn't let anything, he didn't let any grass grow under his feet. And, uh, you know, he kept himself and he kept, like, me and my mother constantly going somewhere and he showed us a lot of places like, you know, He took me on a tour to uh, maybe when I get out of high school, um, you know, go to college to, um, um, you know, Tuskegee uh, Institute uh, down in, um, you know, Alabama, you know what I'm saying, where George Washington Carver's lab was. We got toured that. I mean, he constantly had me into doing the educational things uh, as far as, um, you know, going to the Washington Monument. He wanted to take me to the Tomb and the Unknown Soldiers because he took me to Arlington Cemetery, you know, because he was a military man, you know, and that's somewhere that he wanted to go to and uh, experience. And that's when I was first into my film days because before that, the Christmas before that, uh, you know, he asked me, what did I want for Christmas? And I told him that he thought I was going to say some toys. So I said, I wanted the movie projector and I wanted the movie film camera and the whole accessory to go with it and his you know mouth dropped to the floor and he said well you're like you're like 12 you know uh eight nine ten twelve years old about he said you sure you know what to do with that i don't i didn't know but i already had recording equipment you know little recording um little you know the kind with the uh like the little to rules but the flat ones and you know the kind that they had on mission impossible this will explode and so i have one of those and you know, I would always record different stuff, and you know, um, you know, s- you know, sample around with the music. But I wanted the film, and the, the directing part. And um, so, he went and talked to my mother about it. And uh, my mother said she, she he, he had said the same thing to her. So, he did it. You know, he, he he gave me the opportunity to to do that and to be able to experience you know the the, the film directing at a young age like 10 11 12 years old because um you know I you know I, I, I went all every time we traveled I took it with me and filmed everything it's super eight it was super 8 films Bell and Howe Bell and Howe had a super eight he brought me the uh, the carrying case with the camera in it all of the different film the super 8 film the splicing machine uh, the movie projector To you know when you do all of the Projecting, you can put it on there, and everything. It was it was one of those things. that was an experience for me, as far as being a young director and um, getting into this. I was always into these type of you know that type of field as far as entertainment, you know. But one thing he was very supportive of is with my music too, because you know when I got old enough to really play, play in bands and stuff like that, he would take us, and you know, all the families would get together. They had the you know members in the band. And they would, we would, you know, get in their cars and we would go to our little gigs and stuff like that. And the family would go and we would go there and play and stuff like that. And they were very supportive as far as that. And, um, you know, back then it was one of those things where the parents would, you know, be like a village on the whole thing. Now it's not like that too much. It's, it's, it's you know, the kids are really raising their self now. But the point that I'm trying to say is that, you know, doing so... It's It was one of them things to where uh, I was experiencing um, a very good um, life as a child, you know, having Charles Gray, you know, the military man involved, and to my mother being involved with my mother and being around, you know, he was the only father I had because my father brought us here, and then he went over in uh, Hazelwood, and he made, you know, started a new family. So um, that's after my mother had just got here. And, you know, we were just, we were shocked about that. But you know it you know things happen, you know what I'm saying, it's all water under the bridge, but <clears throat> you know this is my life, this is the things that I've been through and that you know've experienced, and all I'm saying is that you know when I tell you something, it's coming from experience, it's not coming from what I think or what I know, and you know, coming up as a young child, you know being involved with having special gifts and different things like that that I got from my mother um you know, I, it was you know it was kind of scary for me to know that I you know I knew things and stuff like that, and uh, seeing things and stuff like that, and um, it was a scary process coming up as a kid. But I guess that's what made me braver, you know, brave now, you know, to not really be afraid of those things now. But um, you know, my mother used to ask me, you know, a lot of times, when I why do you watch those spooky movies? You know, will not you watch something more golly? I used to tell her I said I know about God I know the good things about him but I need to know how to fight the demon so I watched the movies and she understood and she said well I can't watch those type of I said I don't expect for you to watch them mama and um, you know but you know I knew things you know and it was kind of scary knowing things coming up and, and seeing things that People didn't, you know, wouldn't believe you saying or, you know, did you see that? You know, you don't say that because people might think you're crazy. No, I didn't see it. What did you see? Never mind. You know, so uh, it, 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 it was difficult for me. You know, I, I, you know, a lot of times, you know, that now... I look at things and it's just normal with me just knowing it. The knowing is just normal now. And people be like, well, how did he know that? Well, a lot of times, you know, it comes from experience. You know, it. it, it I don't use the knowing all the time and I don't really try to get into people's heads and nothing like that because I don't, you know, I, I, I don't, a lot of people got a lot of things going on in their head, you know, a lot of storms and different things and uh, tsunamis and different things like that. So I don't really try to get in people's heads But what I do is I try to protect myself from people to try to get into mine. And they, um, you know, pretty much, you know, like, you know, uh, you know, they're insulted by the fact that, you know, you know, that I can do things and I can I know things and things like that. And it's difficult. But, you know, um, all I say is. uh, In this life, you just got to be the best that you can do to be the best person you can be. The Angels, you know, as of December, you know, 17th, my mother passed away last year It'd be because they induced her death and murdering her. And I remember it at, you know, 2.25, I looked at the clock. She had passed away, and it hurt me so bad. My mother was not a sick woman, but that hospital made sure and those uh insurance companies because upmc is a bunch of insurance companies and before that the year before you know i was trying to get my mother some extra you know insurance they were so high and when i was talking to them on the phone they couldn't believe that my mother was in good health so those insurance companies made sure that they made her sick in that insurance company hospital upmc shadyside and they made sure that she she just went there from depression from the common pleas, and hoots and everybody kicking down her doors with her magist- with her uh, constables and saying that you know she know that that you know I, we owe the uh, common pleas rent and she was playing her rent with Joe even though Joe I had confronted him and told him that, that you have to get right with my mother about this because you've been extorting my music for years and that you have to you know um, you know get this straight with my mom man because you. You know we own stuff that you've been using my money to pay for like you know taking my royalties and different things like that so when i did that he ran to the common pleas to get them he ran to hoots for another incident he said and he went through there for you know about clark street and um he you know talked to her and they you know they premeditatedly planned all of this stuff And next thing you know, my mother, you know, was caught up in the middle and I told him, I said, man, you know, in front of some people outside, dirt, if he remembers, you know, Dee Dee's and them's cousin. I told him, I said, you know, if my mother gets caught up into this stuff with this lying ass Ross Perman shit that you got, you only did that to keep me from getting a house. Because you knew that's what I was going after was the house and the properties and different things like that. So, uh, That's the reason why, you know, that situation was pretty much said like that, you know, and we pretty much was did like that, you know, uh, was because the simple fact is, um, you know, you knew that I was going for that particular situation and um, trying to get, you know, my mother, her props and, you know, get her her bucket list out of the money that he's been stealing for me for 42, stealing from me for 42 years. And uh, when I did that, they all came at me with the sheriff department, and barrage of everything and um, the uh, uh, common pleas. You know, they lied and different things like that. Hoots was lying at her court saying, you know, there's a Ross Perlman. I was just in her court recently and she said that, um, you know, um, the Ross Perlman incident. And I looked at her and I said, you know. myself I didn't say nothing to her court but I took her to the public the court of public opinion outside of it right here what I'm talking to right now and my social media and I you know looked at her I said now you know you are a lying son of a bitch because Ross Perlman was denied and terminated by Hertzberg in the common pleas court it's on the docket go to the um court docket that has anything to do with Joe Smalls or Mabel Gray and you'll see that he had denied and terminated <clears throat> Hertzberg. But one thing one thing he said is that, you know, um the extortion won't stop because he knew that Hoots was gonna still try to extort and the cops were gonna still try to extort too which would give him extortion because he knew that kept bringing her back down to the courts. He knew that in the court, he couldn't do anything about Ross Perlman because Ross Perlman was a figment of Joe's imagination that he paid or one of them paid Nino to go out to, uh, that's one of the local guys to go out to Scottsdale, Arizona because he knew people out there or whatever. And um, cause I heard he mentioned it before. And um, that's where the address was from. And, and um, For uh, the Ross Perlman But nobody could never get a hold to this guy It was a P.O. box The court said they tried I tried We couldn't get a hold to him So we knew it was a a setup for that But the point is They went through all of this elaborate stuff Because my mother She had a lot of money involved That they used her Joe had set her up with Chelsea And the aging To be brokered out As an extortionist Mabel Gray And I was the extortionist Michael Dean so they had us an extortion, at Jim Crow uh, set up for years, making a lot of money. And they had made a lot of money, millions of dollars off of my extortion and my mother. And they, they had motive to kill my mother because the simple fact is that they wanted to kill her off and just hand that over to this Mabel Gray that they had that was a white woman that was the one that was really actually extorting the money off of my mom. You know, using her, you know, using her. It was really identity theft. And But she spelled her name M-A-B-E-L. My mother's name is M-A-B-L-E. And I told the courts that. I told the district attorney that. And the district attorney office had the nerve, you know, Adams' office had the nerve to tell me that the name doesn't matter. And I had to quote to the secretary, and I had to tell him, I said, wait a minute, ma'am, you know, that's not not the truth. I said, because if, if, if if a defense attorney takes uh has a client and he goes to court and it's say for instance a, it's a drug case and he goes to court and he uh, uh, sees that the affidavit that they the complaint that he had uh from the you know the authorities said that his client's name was spelt differently it, it's slightest it could be the, the name the address or the zip code if that's wrong all of that gets thrown out so i knew that you know they uh, technically. They couldn't do it, but they was forcing their way upon my mother. And when they when they finally got my mother to that hospital, they acquired guardianship and there was no need for that. I've been taking care of my mother for 40 years, 42 years or more, 50 years, you know, I mean, especially in her older, elderly life. And I've never had a problem, you know, taking care of my mother, her bills was paid. You can talk to all our bill collectors and everything. And we never had an incident. But they made up all of these things. Chelsea tried to make this bad thing out of me being a doper. And, you know, I mean, I I smoked marijuana, you know. But the point is, is she made such a big deal out of it that I didn't take care of my mother and all of this type of shit. You know, it was insulting shit. You know what I'm saying? That's, you know, Chelsea from the aging. She was one of them people from the aging. And then Carol from the aging, she came. She Chelsea was white. Carol was black. And they, you know, had incidents whereas they um, did not... um do anything you know for my mother because carol came and she said well where was ed gaines at i said that's what i would like to know because everybody and their mother was outside filming at 12 new twelve, six, 6 and 11 and you know it this should have hit social media to whereas they did something but they didn't do anything for my mother they did something for the they sold out and you know snitched out with the uh um, sheriff department and they was trying to get some people elected so it was about an election for them my mother never was brought up by the black community um ed Gaines, you know let my mother fall through the cracks ed Gaines, let me fall through the cracks back in the day um when i was uh you know going for my social security um i went to his office for some help and his secretary was more of an assistance to me than anybody you know um and um she uh, pretty much, you know, um, did me uh, justice right there in front of my face and got on the phone and she aired it out with them people and told them people, you know, where's Michael J. Dean's Social Security out at? And I was really impressed with the secretary. But I wasn't impressed with him because after he probably got a hold of it, you know, he was hating with them and um, he didn't do anything to try to support me and my mother. So, you know, as far as the infrastructure in here, as far as the black community, having an empowerment, you know, um, I didn't get any support from anybody. My mother didn't either. And um, they let everyone slip through the cracks as far as me and my mother, and they didn't get any support. And a lot of these girls, one of the girls that I knew asked me the other day, how's your mother? And I looked at her, I said, you know, and when I told her, what UPMC murdered my mother, she looked at me, she said, what? And when I explained it to her, she said, I know you're hurt. She said, because every time i seen you, she said, you were always saying you were doing something for your mother. And I was. I was her endangered servant. I waited on her hand and foot. So these white people at this place cannot, Side Hospital and these common pleas cannot tell me that I didn't take care of my mother because everybody knew that I took care of my mother. My mother came before me I put my mother first. They had us so bad in here taking our money in extortion that I didn't even have money to buy my mother anything for Christmas. That's how much they had me and the Jim Crow and the extortion and taking us for everything. These whites in here, they're very hor- horrible, that's racist. I'm not gonna say all whites because I've experienced some goodness for them whether they was a part of it or not, but they showed me goodness. in when I was in their faith, when I was in their face, And um, my biggest problems was with my white, with my black people. I couldn't get no understanding from none of them. So I, I, you know, you know, even you know the females that I dealt with were afraid to mess with me. But everybody says it was this Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg thing. But you know, here's the thing. Do you think Dr. Dre would have let, or Snoop Dogg would have let anybody from Pittsburgh come out there to L.A and do anything, do anything like what they've done to me by coming to the East Coast and doing what they did to me in my own city, do you think that they would have let them get away with it in L.A. County? No. They would have sent them back in a body bag. They would have murked them, and they would have sent them back in a body bag. You know, that's the thing that they would have did, and that's the thing that I'll be trying to tell these blacks that uh, you're, you're, I mean... You know, you, you you can get mad all you want, but it's cowardly shit. You know, you know, you didn't support one of your own. I'm from here. Why would you let Dr. Dre come in here and take over my money and take it from the black community with the whites that was, you know, uh, uh, in here doing things? You see, that's the problem with you know the black community. They always want to try to do things. And the cops always wanna try to get in the way because they got their extortion and that's all they care about. They don't care about anything else. They just want what they want. And if they can take it, if they see that your people's not supporting you, what do you think that they're gonna do? They're not gonna support you either. And they let my mother slip through the cracks and die and get murdered by the hospital. You know, they had Kaborke doctors working for them. And they're trying to obstruct my justice now. I might have to do another podcast because they might try to interrupt this. Because that's what they do in here is try to obstruct my justice. They've been obstructing it, you know, messing with my car, doing it. They don't do any sleazeball thing. The government, Joe Biden says, you know, send it back to Pennsylvania because he knew Pennsylvania had me in its hate extortion ring. And the blacks in here were supporting it. Um, You know, to a certain degree You know, as far as the politicians And different things like that So they know that, you know, I didn't have no help And, but the thing about it is The laugh, the joke's on the government Because look what your extortion ring Got you for 42 years, Obama And Biden, Hillary And Nancy You got espionage and treason Not only with the fact that my music You know, I put on it At a musology, technology, sound um N- n- musology, technology, filmology. When I say technology, that means that it's pretty much something that you cannot reproduce and sell without having a licensing from me. And why would I sell something that I'm making money off of and let you make a, have a licensing off of making money off of it? So you went on and you extorted it, and that way you can get the money that way through extortion. So this is what I'm trying to say. You know, um, the joke's on you with that government. That's an espionage and treason. Because if you if you take any of NASA's pictures, and you know, like say for the rocket launches, and you get like a hundred of those, or a dozen of those, and you say, well, I'm going to resell them. Well, before you resell those, you have to get a licensing from NASA. You know, you can't just go sell their products. Even with the NFL, they always tell you, you know, these, these, these NFL footages cannot be reproduced without the NFL's permission. So you'd have to get a licensing from them to be able to do so. But you didn't get any licensing from me, government. You let Putin and everybody and the emperor and everybody you know extort my music and you took it out into the world. So that's definitely espionage and treason because you took one of your own citizens' um, you know, technology and music and you resold it and repackaged it and said it was yours. So you clearly did espionage more than one way and treason more than one way because you sold off some of your someone's uh one of your citizens' music and it was under uh you know technology and you know you uh also went to foreign entities and you sold it off saying it was yours too and you had me in the Jim Crow slavery doing it. So those are some of the things that you know I experience in these uh, type of situations that are you know um, horrible and you know for a black man to have to go through in this country and hate and it's not about hating white people because I don't look at white people like the guy that helped me out with my car yesterday you know I can't say anything about that guy but I walked down a dark alley with him and chopped through some shit because he stuck in for the long haul and he didn't punk out on me. If I would have went to one of the uh, you know, auto zones in the black neighborhood, I wouldn't have got that treatment. Those guys would have came out there and stayed out there that long with me and did all of that. But he stayed out there and gave me the long haul. So play that funky music, white boy. I got you. I got you, man. Whatever I'm doing, man, I'm going to remember you. And, um... You know, uh, you know, try my best to try to look out for people like that. You know what I mean? Um, Robert Bowers, you know, he's supposed to have, you know, allegedly shot up the synagogue synagogue here in Squirrel Hill. But the thing about it is, is about that is, I know those Jews. I grew up around them. We, me and him was tortured by them, them Jews as children. You know, we went to the same school, and we had a Mrs. Rosenthal that was a torturous person on telling him that, you know... You are the white trash. You are the you are white, but you're the white trash. You're not pure like our Jew white. She used to tell him that all the time. And I mean, what what was that supposed to say? Okay, you, you know you're white and we like you, but you're still not good enough for us because you're not Jew? I'm like, "What?" And then she would say, "Well, him, you know, he's black. He's nothing. He's he's just trash. He's just black trash." You know, this is the type of stuff she would tell us as we were six years old. We were six you know, because so I can vouch for him on anything as far as being in jail and uh, being, you know, to the point to where, you know, I'm, um, you know, just trying to give him, you know, throw him a bone because he, you know, listen, after, you know, I went through what I went through with these Jews just recently with my mother, you know, not, they all extorted me for the information that, you know, I was telling them for the hospital, saying they was concerned about my mother as far as that. But when it came down to it, what they did was they got the extortion information and they tried to sue, they tried to extort the information off the UPMC themselves. So I said to them, to the UPMC, you know what I said? I told them since they did that, what I'll do is, um, I'll um, this is what you do. You just deal with me direct and cut the attorneys out because you know with the attorneys, The attorneys, they're going to want extra money. So i tell you what, you made more than this offer me over 42 years. Give me a billion dollars and we'll settle it right now. Cashers, checks, sell it right now. Send it to me in the mail. And I won't say another thing about my mother as far as that. You know, but out here in the court of public opinion, and the courts in there, you had it all rigged in the common pleas, just like Joe Smalls did. You know, the common pleas is corrupt and crooked, and they will do anything that they can do to get extortion. And if people, you know, I mean, even, you know, like a guy over in the West End, he was mur- murdered by one of the moratorium people and who did the investigation was the sheriff department and told him that it was a legal kill. How, how is it a legal kill when he came to question you about you saying the same thing about the, part, the, 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 the property, you know, is not being his and he has to uh, pay rent and all of this. And you're going to take his property and you're going to kill the man in front of his kids And that was one of the moratorium people. That's the reason why we had to eliminate that moratorium because all they are extorters, that's all they are saying that they own property that other people own. I own my my property that my mother was taken out of a murder for. And Joe Smalls, he he brought property with my money on Clark Street, Lexington, down in Carolinas. He brought property with that, with my money. You know, they're saying, you know, you can have this. We'll go to Carolina, but you got property also in Dominica. Over there, all overseas, you got everything, man. We've traced everything. He has a long list of property. He was a good realtor. He knew how to buy shit, but he was just using other people's money. And on that note, you know, I just give it to God. You know what I'm saying? And just tell it like it is. That's the way it is with the... the, uh, The animals in the zoo, you know, it's it's just terrible. It's just terrible. It's just one of those things. I mean, I I can't even explain it.